0: But first, let's check in with the wife It's time once again for The Pith of Pop, the podcast edition With my beautiful wife, Jen Hey, thanks for joining us, Jen Hi How you doing? Great. It's been a while. uh, Yes. But hopefully, we still remember how to talk to each other. So, what did you want to discuss this week?
1: I wanted to talk about Firefly. Oh, absolutely. The TV show. Mm -hmm. We've recently started watching it again on DVD. And we also saw Children of Men in the theater. That's right.
0: Good film, but we'll get to that. Happy Feet. Happy Feet. So we made it to the theater twice, believe it or not. We saw one film with the kids and one film, you know, blessedly without them.
1: Thanks, Mom. And
0: uh, definitely, uh, you know, was good to get out. So, well, let's start with Happy Feet.
1: Happy Feet is the Dancing Penguin movie. Yes,
0: uh, definitely something that caught the kids' attention on television. It was something that immediately I discounted and said, uh, no, thank you. I wasn't uh,
1: looking forward to seeing it, quite frankly. Yeah,
0: but uh, some of the reviews were really good, and, uh, you know, the kids were bouncing off the walls one day, and we said, okay, let's go see some Dancing penguins." So how'd you like Happy Feet?
1: I liked the first hour of it Mm, i would agree i thought the energy was great the music is awesome it had a great story but then it goes into kind of Al Gore hell. Yeah,
0: it's like an Inconvenient Truth Jr. or yeah. something. Um, uh, but really, the film was uh, really impressing me. You know, like you, I'm like, okay, we're, we're just going to a kid's movie so the kids don't kill each other. Um, hopefully, they'll enjoy it. But I was enjoying it. The I was. The music was fantastic. Uh, the voices are good. Uh,
1: right. Uh, Robin Williams, who can either be a plus or a minus, depending right, on who you're right. talking to. Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman, Elijah Wood, Brittany Murphy.
0: And uh, Brittany Murphy can sing. She definitely. can. Yeah. Uh, she's the, uh, love interest of Elijah Wood penguin. It's interesting. I'm identifying the penguins by the actor's names. I don't know who, what their actual names were, <laughs> but you know, just go with this. Uh, so Elijah Woods in love with Brittany Murphy, but in this penguin world, you fall in love or you, with court, so- with, by song, right? By singing, you find your heart song, but, uh, poor, uh, Elijah Wood penguin. Um, doesn't do that, you know. He, he can't sing to save his life, but he can dance. tap dance. Right, he's an
1: awesome dancer.
0: So you know, you can really see the basic uh, construct here. He's different. He's ostracized, but uh, he refuses to change. He refuses to conform, and still finds a way to make a connection and be himself. So you know, in that respect, again, a good first hour right there. Mm-hmm. But uh, what happens then?
1: Well, the penguins f- determine that they have no more fish to eat, mm-hmm. and so it's all the big bad humans' fault. Yes,
0: they, so they go to look for where it went, and it oh, it's those it's those awful aliens, the humans, and their awful machines.
1: And I was disappointed in that because I really felt like the movie could have gone somewhere if they just hadn't tacked on the whole environmental thing. I'm not, you know, I like the environmental message and I think it's an important thing to teach kids. Mm -hmm. I just really felt it didn't fit in with the rest of the film.
0: I felt that it could either be done just as sort of, you know, a subplot or that it could have been done or not done at all, like you're saying. But what we got was quite literally a 90 degree turn. I mean, I really felt like someone had switched the reels on our film and it goes from Dancing Happy Penguins to Dark and Foreboding and you know really kind of creepy and unsettling scenes of him trapped in an aquarium mm-hmm. and you know disinterested uh, humans looking you know like they don't care and i was like this is kind of creeping me out
1: it it was really creeping me out um The one thing I really found to be remarkable was the music in this film. Mm -hmm,
0: Right. So notwithstanding the uh, whole environmental thing, if you can actually just sort of ignore that part, the music was great.
1: The soundtrack was really, really amazing. Lots of Stevie Wonder, Mm -hmm. um, Prince's Kiss. Uh, lots of other really great stuff. Yeah, I
0: mean, I, every every time they would start, it was there were lots of mashups or medleys, mm-hmm. and you know we were just elbowing each other because oh, there's that song and there's that song. Um, interestingly, there you know the film did get good reviews, but there was also a strong backlash, in part because of the Al Gore thing, but in part because of the music choices.
1: Right. I mean, I wouldn't have necessarily put Kiss in a kids' movie, right, but. Right. You know that's just that's me, but I liked it anyway. I really thought that the music was great, and the soundtrack alone would be worth buying.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I, I don't I don't look forward to maybe explaining to our kids the meaning of some of those lyrics, but then again, our kids' favorite song is Centerfold, so what do we know? <laughs> um, so yeah, the music was good. It's I I I just really wish uh, it really could have been something much better.
1: It could have. It could All have. Right.
0: Uh, now uh, the other film was one that we went to see on opening night. Mm-hmm. Children of Men.
1: children of men is about the best movie i've seen in a long time yeah it was really a couple that good. years it is disturbing and creepy and and hard to watch but it's just beautiful yeah it is
0: it's it's, it's a beautiful story it's a beautiful it's just beautifully shot um the director of this film alfonso uh, cuaron has done uh other films yeah not he did exactly.
1: the, like the second harry potter i'm not sure which. right
0: right uh, well he did the harry potter that everyone remembers as being the darker Harry right, Potter and you right. can definitely see that here but uh, yeah I mean it's a big, sort of a post-apocalyptic sort of a scenario a lot of people were calling it the, the Blade Nativity Runner. story
1: well it's like the Nativity story there's but, that yeah.
0: but they're also calling it the Blade Runner of the 21st century which of course immediately annoyed me because right. for me Blade Runner is the Blade Runner of all centuries, but uh, there were some parallels to other movies that you picked up. If you want to compare it to anything, though,
1: it reminded me a lot of Twenty Days, Twenty Eight Days Later. Right, the, the, was zombie, that the zombie movie. movie? Yeah. yeah,
0: I saw that, and also even you. Uh, Twelve monkeys. Twelve monkeys. A very similar kind of concept or idea there, um, but uh, again, it it was it you know it's a beautiful exercise in filmmaking. Something that you want to watch once to understand the story, and you want to see it again just to see how it was all made.
1: There are really, really long takes, just five minute like at, at a time, no cut takes that are breathtaking to watch. And I actually read an article. You know, the the gun battle part, um, that was actually accidental. And, and it's real there's no there's no cuts in that and I thought that was it. just fit into the movie so well and it was so breathtaking to watch
0: it was really good I mean there are some of those long takes that he's getting credit for that really weren't and there was definitely a lot of digital uh, manipulation in the film but when I watched it I believed it was real I mean that's the thing you know whether or not he cut or tricked or edited in things when you're watching it you just can't help but have your breath taken away and uh, you know it's not just the effects though and it's not just the sim- photography, the story was good and the mm-hmm. actors were good. Uh-
1: Clive Owen my favorite actor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. plays a man who is suddenly given the responsibility of escorting the last pregnant woman on earth to safety
0: right uh, in this dark future people are suddenly sterile and we're all just slowly dying off and the inevitability of that is you know overshadowing the whole film uh, London is in fact the last outpost of civilization but even in that case it's not that civilized and you no. see a lot of political parallels to Iraq and stuff like that uh, but in any case uh, yeah, he has to protect this pregnant woman. He has a a ex girlfriend, Julianne uh, Moore. Yeah, and uh, how do you think she did?
1: She she did well. I I'm not really crazy about Julianne Moore. I, I don't think she picks very good movies, mm. but she was she was pretty decent in this.
0: Yeah, and, and actually, how her character was handled in this uh, movie definitely surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and there's also his there's also a really good sort of side performance by Michael Kane. Uh, I
1: actually read that. Um, Michael Caine's character is based on John Lennon,
0: and I can see that. Yeah, that actually adds some context to that. Um, but uh, in many, many ways, I mean, it's it's hard to really wrap it up in a short chat. But uh, no,
1: it's it's something you really have to see on your own. Um, even if you think the political agenda is not exactly in line mm-hmm. with your beliefs, you still need to see it just as an exercise in filmmaking because it's just a great. Great film.
0: Absolutely. Um, certainly uh, the best film that we have seen, like you said, in a long, long time. But to wrap things up, we wanted to get away from movies and get to television. Um, we've actually been working on DVDs, but this is a series and specifically one box set.
1: Right. It's Firefly. It ran for half a season on Fox. Mm-hmm. We actually got the DVD set for Christmas like two years ago. Right. And we hadn't watched it and we kind of had nothing to watch one night and we dug it out well actually
0: we started with the movie now right. there's a movie based on this series called serenity and that by itself is worth seeing too um, but after and it actually chronologically comes at the end of the series so actually we kind of ruined things for us sort of by watching the movie first but as it turns out um, because we enjoyed the film so much we wanted to see where it all came from and the series is is great
1: it's it's funny and dramatic it's a sp- It's basically a space Western.
0: Right. You know, it did run a very short period of time. You know, most people like us found it after it was gone. But I can see why it was so short-lived to an extent because it's impossible to really categorize or even describe in a sentence. Right. Is it a Western? Is it a space movie? Is it a drama or a comedy? Uh, What is it? You know, an ensemble show. It's everything.
1: It is. Nathan Fillion plays... A man named Malcolm Reynolds, he's Mm. the captain of uh, Serenity, which is the ship. And he's a little bit like Han Solo.
0: But uh, he he actually has a little bit of humility. Actually, he's very self-depreciating, in mm-hmm. fact, which kind of makes this character very appealing. And, of course, he has his merry band of, uh, uh, of not evildoers, but merry band of scoundrels, I guess, that he mm-hmm. runs about the galaxy with. And uh, they're all good characters. All of them, I think, are fantastic characters.
1: Mal's my favorite character, mm-hmm. but there's a married couple, Zoe and Wash. Mm-hmm. And their relationship is really real. And um, pretty genuine. I like them a lot. Um, There's also a character named Jane Cobb. Yes,
0: yes. He's sort of the lunkhead character. He's...
1: He's... Dumb and kind of evil.
0: Right. He's sort of actually the Han Solo of this set because, right. you know, you're not sure where his loyalties, loyalties lie and he sort of follows the biggest paycheck. But he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, two stowaways, uh, fugitives, a, a doctor and his uh, loopy sister. Right, <laughs> Dr. right. Dr. Simon Tam and uh, River.
1: Well, and River has issues that are related to something that didn't happen on the ship and right, we find right. out later what's going on. But.
0: Right. But uh, so there's stowaways and uh, there's uh, there's an engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, Jewel State is the actress I know because she's from here. She grew up here, at least for first four years. She was on Maui. Oh, I didn't know and that. She's uh, she's cute and but funny, um, but yeah, she plays the engineer. I can't even remember what her actual character's name is. Kaylee. Kaylee, yes. Uh, so Kaylee, what probably my favorite character, mm. and uh, yeah, um, and the last, the and uh, the last character is Inara, right? And she is kind of hard to explain.
1: Well, there, there's her, and there's also a priest on board. Right,
0: which is an interesting combination. Right, Anara is a a uh, prostitute, an escort, or I forget what the title companion. is. A companion. But I, what I love is in this universe, they are highly revered right i mean they're totally the epitome of social stature if you have a companion you're totally cool you so know?
1: it's kind of a business arrangement between her and mal she gets to rent out space and he and she makes him look good
0: right and uh, yeah she adds an air of respon- of respectability to his little scoundrelly spaceship i love that and you know she's she's kind of pretty
1: Yeah, kind of (laughs) pretty.
0: And uh, yeah, there's also a priest uh, who we haven't really learned too much yet. I'm sure we will as we continue because we're only in the second disc of five, I think, or four. But uh, yeah, the priest is uh, shepherd Book. Um, but uh, all in all, I mean, I want to get to know all of these characters better. The interaction is fantastic. The stories are fantastic. I mean, I mean, basically, we're asking ourselves every time we watch this show. why?
1: Yeah, why wasn't it huge? Why yeah. didn't it take over the world? And, of
0: course, now it has. I mean, it's got the biggest following uh, after it ended, which is just strange. But it definitely deserves it and uh, definitely something uh, we're glad to get into. But it's, it's, it's just taking us a while to get through it, though. Um, so don't tell us how it ends. Oh, actually, we know. The movie tells you how it is. Yeah. All right. So, those are our uh, movie and TV picks for the week. So, let's get our star ratings. I'm not sure if that applies to television, but we'll do it anyway. First, Happy Feet, Jen. Three. Three stars for the almost perfect Happy Dancing Penguin movie with the Al Gore ending. Uh, Children of Men. Five. Five stars. Got to be. After all of that, you knew we loved it, and uh, we highly recommend it. And uh, is it up for an Oscar or anything?
1: I haven't. No. I, I think it might not be eligible because oh, it didn't premiere okay. in Los Angeles. I'm not sure. I have to find out about that.
0: Well, it would. Uh, I would give it an Oscar. Definitely. I would, too. Even the just technical ones I'd be happy with. So five stars there. And finally,
1: Firefly. Firefly,
0: the TV series. Thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. I don't know if you give a Star Wars a television series, but I would definitely pick it up. You know, one thing about TV shows, and we can say this about Lost, for example, is when you get into them when they're happening, you're kind of worried about getting sucked into something that will take forever, right? Mm-hmm. With Serenity, with Firefly, I'm sorry, you know it's going to end. You've yeah. got four, four DVDs and you've got the whole universe in your head, so it's totally worth it. Pick it up. Absolutely. All right. Well, that was great. Thanks for joining us, Jen.
1: My pleasure.